At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. Yo, what up? You heard it. It is The Edge. We were with you for the next 60 minutes here on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Good show on tap. A lot of news in the National Football League to go over today. We also, Matt Humans, I know you've been waiting with bated breath, mm-hmm. the unveiling of a new benchmark for The Edge. Do the numbers. That's right. That debuts today. That's right. JVT is going to break down, was it three games from an advanced analytical perspective? Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. Thank you, Wayne Larrabee. Um do the numbers. This, if this is sponsored, we don't owe you anything. Uh, we have to get to the news of the day, though. So there's two things to get to in terms of news. But I wanted to start with the bigger one because it involves a team in our backyard. And um, it involves a quarterback. Tua Tungavailoa is not going to play Matt Eumanns. The result is cracked ribs. So he's not going to be out there this week against the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. I guess the scientific term is fractured ribs. Jacoby Brissett is going to start in his place. Now, when I saw this news, uh, immediately went out, snatched you know, late three and a half with the Las Vegas Raiders. We know that Derek Carr is going to play. Market has moved since then, though. You're looking at fours pretty much across the board right now in favor of Vegas. Four and a halfs out there, too. And if you're in other jurisdictions like uh, spots that have FanDuel, you can lay three and a half still if you want, but you're laying some juice there. Regardless, not a favorable spot with Jacoby Brissett out there. And at least I would think. That's what I kind of believe. Not everybody would think that way. Not so, not, yeah, not the case. In no. fact, our own Michael Lombardi, who was on the Lombardi line earlier today, spoke to that and said, hey, this might not be the downgrade to think. It might be an upgrade. It gives them a chance to utilize some of their skill. They get Will Fuller back this week. Waddle's back. Now you say, well, Brissett can't move as well as Tua. Well, you want to bet? <laughs> you want to make that bet with me? Because he can. He's a bigger man. He can move better. He can run. I mean, they get everything with their offense that they would have with Tua, only it's they get a better arm. Hmm. Uh, obviously, you and Michael Lombardi not in the same page on the Tua-Jacoby Brissett analysis. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's like a massive gap between the two, right? Like, am I saying like it's three, six points, right? No, I, but I, I think it might be a point. Right. I, I think it's about a point, point and a half. Yeah. I think that I think Tua is a little bit uh, the to the point that Michael makes in terms of Jacoby Brissett's mobility. He's a sturdy guy, and he'll be able to explain, extend plays a la like a Ben Roethlisberger type. I, I think Tua is when you watch them a little bit more mobile and athletic in that regard. Right. Uh, he, if you listen to the whole clip, Lombardi disagreed with that. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm allowed to. He disagree said he's he will bet you if you think Tua is more mobile <laughs> than Brissett. Okay. I, mean, I guess <laughs> I'd take that bet. 
Uh, but regardless, I hope, by the way, the entire clips up at Vison yep. live. If you want to watch it, I, I do think there is a drop off and a difference here. You know, I figured that a move from Tua to Jacoby with a healthy Derek Carr, by the way, which it sounds like that is going to be the case here for the Las Vegas Raiders. Four and a half made more sense to me than three and a half. So that's why I laid it. I would expect that we get to four and a half by the time we get to kickoff. But regardless, change at quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't dislike Joe, Jacoby Brissett. I think the mm-hmm. Dolphins can win with him. And to me, it's not a big difference. I think, um, you know, at the most, it's a one-point difference. To me, they're the same quarterback. I think the Dolphins, uh, basically, with a healthy Tua, with a healthy Brissett, it makes no difference to me. If you want to argue one point either way, that's fine. Uh, it's it's a minimal difference either way. Uh, I, I actually think this number is going to close four and a half, like you said, basically because the Raiders are a hot team right now. They're going to get more betting support in this market. I think the right number is four. I would split the difference between three and a half and four and a half, and I think where it sits right now at the South Point is the right number. Raiders four. Derek Carr, as we said yesterday, is going to play in this game. He's missed two games because of injury now in the eighth year of his career. Uh, he's a tough guy. He's going to be out there, and he's he's going to play. And uh, I would expect Derek Carr is going to be fine. The uh, It's interesting because the Raiders, of the seven 2-0 teams in the league, the Raiders are the only one of the seven to be underdogs in their first two games. Mm-hmm. And now they're finally in the favorites role. And sometimes that makes a little bit of a difference. You know, I talked last week about I think the Cowboys are much better in the road dog role than they are in the home favorites role. And uh, we saw the Chargers. They always stink in the home favorites role. Uh, we'll see, we'll get to see the Raiders for the first time here in the home favorites role and, and see how they stand up when uh, they're expected to win a game. Yep. And here's the thing, too, for me, because it, it's it's more than just quarterback play, right? That these are This is an offensive line in front of Jacoby Brissett that is not very good. And to give the Raiders credit, I don't know how good their front four actually really is, but they're better. And they've also shown the ability to take advantage of bad offensive lines, right? They hit Ben Roethlisberger 10 times on 20 true pass sets, right? For Lamar Jackson, he got pressured on all 20 of them. Max Crosby leads the league in total pressures right now. Yannick Ngakwe at this point is tied for ninth. So I I think there's something to be said that this team is able to take care, uh, take advantage of the issues that the Miami Dolphins have. And this is the other thing. It's in, it's why I have a Dolphins not to make the playoffs ticket to minus 130, all these things. No, this is a team that is set for some regression in multiple spots, including their defense, too. Mm-hmm. And you're taking on an offense that is clearly very good offense. And each of the last two years has been a top 10 team in terms of efficiency. Sure. So outside of just two, I think there's a lot that works in the Raiders' favor when you're looking at this matchup. Yeah, I would tend to uh, tend to agree with you. I don't want to bet against the Raiders here. I just don't have much faith in yeah. the Dolphins. I think they were lucky to get that win at New England in uh, week one. So... Um, I'm not ready to jump on the Dolphins here with Brissett at quarterback saying, well, the Raiders are 2-0. Now they're laying points. This is the time to bet against them. I think there are going to be spots to bet against the Raiders. I'm not sure this is one. Uh, by the way, Max Crosby, I met him at the uh, Circa Sportsbook okay. over the summer, uh, hanging out with Derek Stevens up there. And Max Crosby's standing there, and a bunch of us are talking, and this guy's all energetic and talking. I said, are you Max Crosby? He just kind of looked familiar. He's like, yeah, yeah, I am, man. <laughs> and uh, I, I give that guy a ton of credit for um, for what he's doing as a pat. He's, I think, revitalized that Raiders defensive line. That guy, he's got a nonstop motor. He was a fourth-round pick. As much as we, we like to rail on the Raiders for some of their blown first-round picks, that was a steal yeah. to get him in the fourth round. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the Raiders have look at getting Darren Waller, right, and, yeah. and using him and realizing what he could potentially be as well. Like, there's a lot. Of what the Raiders have done right. You know, they just, you got to hit on those top tier picks. And Alex sure. Leatherwood has not been good. And again, just to reiterate, this is the third bad offensive line they get to take on, but it's a positive sign that you're taking advantage of those bad offensive uh-huh. lines. Speaking of bad offensive lines, one more bit of news to get to today because Justin Fields is going to get the start for the Chicago Bears. Yeah. And no that's surprise. Bad offensive no line. surprise. No <laughs> surprise. When, uh, when the red rifle limps off the field, you know, there was just a matter of time before Justin Fields got that first start and it's probably going to be this week. Yep. So the Bears taking on the Browns, and we've seen this hook disappear. We're down to flat sevens across the board. I'm I'm sure the market's going to think that this is, I mean, every time that I test the wind on social media when it comes to the Fields Dalton dynamic, every time it's Dalton's better, Dalton's, or excuse me, uh, Fields is better, Dalton's worse, Dalton sucks, Fields is awesome. So I wouldn't be surprised. Would you be surprised to see this come off of the seven and get to like six and a half? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case. Well, I think it has a lot to do with Baker Mayfield's health, doesn't it? I mean, I, from what I can understand, he's perfectly fine. Well, Shoulder popped in and out of place, and let's go. 
Yeah, well, from what I read yesterday, he said he's going to be fine. He's going to be he's going to play, but there was a couple questions about, um, I guess, how good his uh, his shoulder is. So. Yeah, no structural damage is the latest report uh, on his uh, left shoulder. That's the other thing it too. It doesn't make sense for me for this this line to drop only because Justin Fields is a starting quarterback. I thought I had to have something to do with Baker Mayfield. Yep. The Bears. I don't believe have a better shot to win. It's either equal or worse shot to win with Justin Fields, a quarterback. It's not a better shot to win with Justin Fields. Yes. I look, I would agree. And I think one of the things that is missed, and this is why this matchup is going to be pretty fascinating. It's why the Browns included on the teaser, right? Teasing that seven down through to one, but it's actually, I got one and a half because I didn't think it would get off the seven and a half. Right. But regardless, Justin Fields had one of the longest times to throw in the preseason. But that's not time to throw given to you, well, right? It's how long you hold on to the ball. No, and you're right. And in, in the preseason, you're not the defenses aren't blitzing, they're not right. showing complex coverages, things like that. But you also saw in his little bit of action there, he holds he tends to hold on to of the course, ball. And because he wants to make a play. And, it's right. like he's in college at Ohio State and he can just run around until he can make a play. And this is a pretty good defensive line that he's going to be well, going up really against. Good here. Defensive line. And so if you're going to be talking about holding on to the ball too long, trying to force plays, right? Causing yourself to take hits, things like that, which I think has been the criticism of Justin Fields, it's going to be a pretty big problem. But to your point, right, it's surprising to see this number come down off of that seven and a half with the news. I'm not entirely surprised because every person you talk to thinks that Fields is like three points better than Andy. No, nah, that's no. Nah. Who? Who's saying that? I, I'm tell, it's, it's only social media discourse. So I haven't spoken to anybody outside of you face to face about this. Okay. But I think the public uh-huh. sentiment is that, would you agree with that? Public sentiment is just Justin Fields is better than Andy Dalton. Uh, yeah, probably. I haven't heard anybody say three points. That's why I want to know who that, said well, that three was an points. exaggeration. Okay. On my part. Yeah, okay. three points. It was more like seven and a half. I was, between the two. I, don't, I was out <laughs> playing paintball last night. I didn't get a chance to talk to a lot of people about this game. Did you inadvertently commit assault with your paintball? No, 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 okay. no. Right, I no. just had somebody uh, tweet me today say, JVT's right. It's okay for college kids to play paintball. I was like, You're like okay, whatever. <laughs> <That's a> good, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You're right. It's a lot of fun I, to play. I think it. it's unacceptable. But whatever. <laughs> now, what about laser tag? That's acceptable. I don't right? even know what that is. Well, huh? You know what? Like, you put the vest on, you shoot, you know, you get in like the, the dark rooms. Oh, okay. Yeah. You've done it. I have not. You're like an overenthusiastic laser tagger. I can see it. <laughs> Where do you play that? Oh, dude, they used to have Laser Quest down there on Lake Mead and like Tanea. You ever been down there? Dude, no. Oh, it's no. such a great spot. It's gone now, though. It's a big five, I think. Uh, regardless, we move on from there. So we'll have to expand on this a little bit later. But really quickly, uh, I wanted to talk about this because both of the teams that we're talking about in this situation, right, the Miami Dolphins, Chicago Bears, they're road underdogs. And over the last three seasons, road underdogs have actually been pretty solid in these situations. And we could talk in, we'll expand on this, but if you look back to last year, humans, road underdogs, 54% against the spread, 80 and 67. In 2019, because you'd think, ah, COVID year, empty stadiums. Mm -hmm. In 2019, 86, 59, and 3, 59% against the spread. And in 2018, 86, 73, and 7 ATS, 54%. This year so far, road dogs, 13 and 5 ATS. Now, again, I don't think this is let's go bet road underdogs, but it's part of a larger conversation, which we'll have on the other side, which is home field advantage is not worth that much anymore. It is starting to decline. It is easier to travel. These guys have traveled and played since they were young, right? They have been used to this sort of thing. Going from West to East is not the challenge that we expect it to be. There's another factor that I'll talk about too on the other side that that I think also plays into this, but yeah, I I love to play road dogs. Yep. I was on one last week in the Vikings. Yeah. So let's talk about that in a little bit more because there's a lot of road underdogs and a lot of situations to use this on the other side. It's the edge. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sends Point Spread Weekly is out now. And in this edition, we break down the NFL through two weeks of action. JVT tells us why the defenses are an Achilles heel for two title-worthy teams. Josh Applebaum has five games the wise guys already like for week three. And Adam Burke breaks down why home field advantage not be might not be as important as we think. We're going to talk about that coming up next on The Edge. These stories and more in this week's edition of Point Spread Weekly. Download it today or go to vcin.com slash subscribe for more info. vcin.com slash subscribe. That's John Gruden on the cover this week. I wrote about the NFL's seven 2-0 teams of the seven. Only the Raiders underdogs in both games. Are the Raiders for real? DraftKings Sportsbook Director Johnny Avello and vcin's Brent Musburger, the radio voice of the Raiders, offer opposing opinions. Wow. In this column, Johnny Avello says they're real. They're not for real. Oh. Raiders are not for real. Definitely. He does not like John Gruden. No, I mean I think John Gruden is he makes questionable decisions, like trying to kick a field goal on second down and overtime, and not telling your kicker. It's kind of what Johnny said. <laughs> but <laughs> they have done a good job with the offense, and Derek Carr's growing his hair out, so maybe that makes a difference. So we were talking about this before we get to some of the news in college football humans. So road dogs in the NFL. So we went through these really quickly, so I'll reset the table on these. Road underdogs through two weeks this season are 13-5 and against the spread. If you go back to 2020, the COVID year, empty stadiums are a smattering of fans in some of those spots. 80 and 67 against the spread, 54%. Road underdogs in 2019, 86, 59, and 3 against the spread, 59%. And road underdogs in 2018, 86, 73, and 7 ATS, 54%. So obviously all over that mark in terms of breaking even. So profitable if you bet on every single one of those road Mm -hmm. underdogs. Obviously nobody did. But the point is, and I think that's part of the conversation, it is not that hard to go on the road anymore in the national, and just in really in any venue in any professional sport, but it's just not that hard anymore. Right. You have doctors who take care of your sleep patterns. Everything is given to you on these chartered flights. You have been used to travel since you were a young kid and playing a high level of athletes, as most of these guys have done throughout their entire lives. Uh, there is definitely a case that we're talking more one and a half for a home field advantage, maybe two, as opposed to that traditional three. That traditional three is, is no more. Well, it shouldn't be, but I think there's a lot of people still look at it yeah. as uh, three. And uh, I agree with you. I think travel is obviously more uh, more efficient than ever and uh, quicker than ever. So it's not as arduous as it used to be to take these road trips. I'll tell you another th- reason why I think home teams are not as dominant as uh, they have been in the past in any sport, and that's because the officials can't cheat for the home team like they do, yeah. like they did in the past. So you could make homer calls, the, the favored – the home team, and you could get away with it. Mm. And you can't now because of replay. Yeah. So there aren't as many homer calls that can swing games uh, in, in favor of the home team. And and that's the truth if you look at it. If you've watched sports over the years for the past 40 years, you know how how biased the officials have been in, let's say, college basketball, NBA, They get NFL. wrapped up in the – I don't yeah, even know get if they cheat. They get wrapped up right in the emotion. Of and, course. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you watched that clip of uh, – 
the old NBA ref, uh, the bald guy. Joey Crawford. Joey Crawford dancing from the baseline to midcourt to play to the crowd <laughs> on that charge call. Yep. Uh, refs, refs love to play to the home crowd. They get influenced by the home crowd. But now you can't get away with those bad calls because of replay, so I don't think home teams uh, – have the advantage that they used to have. So it's it's always a combination of factors, right? right? It's never just one factor. Yeah, and look, it is it is an advantage to sleep in your own bed and have your own preparation, do all those things, not have to worry about travel. And and this is just in professional sports too, by the way. I think we're in agreement. Home field is still pretty strong in college sports, things like that. Those trips are much more, just like you, you were talking about San Jose State, right? That's much more difficult for a team like San Jose yeah, State right. to go to Hawaii, play a game, play relatively poorly, come back home, do whatever you need to do for school, and then go take the trip the to San West Jose Michigan. State Spartans football team is not flying charter to Michigan <laughs> right. from Honolulu to Michigan this week. They don't have any money. Uh, but, yeah, I would, I would still say in, in college, college basketball, college football, you can still apply yep. the, the, the typical home field advantage, whether it be three points or a home court advantage, whatever it might be. In, in pro sports, I don't believe it's uh, that strong anymore. Yep. So with that, and there's 11 teams that are road underdogs in week three, right? You have Washington on the road against the Bills, the Bears at the Browns, the Colts at the Titans, Chargers at the Chiefs, the Saints at the Patriots, Falcons at the Giants, Bengals at the Steelers, the Jets are at the Broncos, Dolphins at the Raiders, Packers at the 49ers, and Eagles at the Cowboys. Out of all of those, uh, the one that I have circled for like either contest or the ability to make a play, and we talked about it, there are some eh, maybe about it just because the Eagles are so beat up, but it would be Philadelphia. Well, I was... When we talked on the opening line show Sunday night, the Eagles were the team I wanted to jump on yep. this week for sure. Since then, there's been about four pieces yep. of bad injury news uh, from Eagles camp. So uh, I'm not as enthusiastic about that game as I was. Uh, I, I think some of these road dogs are pretty ugly this week. And mm-hmm. obviously, if you're going to get behind road dogs, you're going you're gonna to have to get behind some ugly ones once in a while. But I think of all the ones on this list... We're talking about, what, 11 teams this mm-hmm. week, Road Dogs in the NFL? I think the Eagles are still, Eagles and Packers are probably still the two I like the most. And uh, the, the 49ers are banged up and really not playing that well right now. So, uh, I'm, and the, like I've talked uh, about so many times, the Cowboys are just unreliable home favorites. They're, they're always fragile home yep. favorites. Uh, so I'm looking at Packers and Eagles as uh, two of the Road Dogs I like in the, in the primetime games. And to the point about the Packers, if anybody's going to take advantage of a thin secondary, it's going to be Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. Sure. Right? You didn't really get to see, see it get tested by Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Although and his... also, I don't think the Niners have the full stable of running backs they had in the past where they could right. just run over that Green Bay defense. Yep. It doesn't look like it's going to happen this week. Yep. So 11 road underdogs again. That's the conversation. Home field just not as strong as before. Now, a road underdog in college football as you make the transition is Oregon State. They're on the road against Southern Cal. The news today, though, to report there is that Jackson Dart did not practice for USC. Keaton Slovis taking first-team reps yet again for Southern Cal. Yeah. Now, Dart was solid uh, in last time out. Four touchdowns, two interceptions. You got to cut down on the turnovers, but was relatively decent. I thought he was great. Right? Okay. I guess I was watching the game. And uh, USC looked hopeless. Mm-hmm. Down 14 to nothing, coughed up a fumble. The announcer, who was USC biased, said, I don't even know why Jackson Dart's in the game right now. He's obviously hurt. He can't play. You got to get him out of the game. And then what's he do? Boom, leads <laughs> USC to like 42 straight points. Right. Made, makes the announcer look like a complete fool. Uh, but he, I, if you were watching the game at that point, the Trojans looked like a lost cause mm-hmm. to come back. And blow out Washington State from that point was pretty impressive. Plus, he came in off the sideline cold. Highest point total of the season for yeah. USC. Not a coincidence either, right under Dart. The fact they scored 45 a season high. It's only through three games, but still, it's the hey, best the offense Let's was. face it, JVT. That's how Keaton Slovis got his shot at USC. Yeah. yeah. Who got hurt? JT Daniels got yeah. hurt. And uh, Keaton Slovis came in and just took the job. But they're missing him now, huh? No. Jackson, <laughs> Jackson Dart's a highly touted kid. Yeah. Who's a very talented kid. Yeah, he made a couple mistakes in the game, but you got to come a little bit of slack because he just came in cold. That's his first shot. Yep. So Southern Cal, so let me ask you this then, because you seem high on Dart. Uh, if he is indeed going to play, it's, again, murky about what his status is going to be. And that is, I think, the reason why we see Southern Cal go from a 13-point favorite to down to as low as a 10, 10.5-point favorite yeah. uh, when you look at it, right, with a total of about 63.5 or so. Uh, but I think that's probably the reason why, is that Dart is questionable to play here in this spot. Well, what's the difference? What's the drop-off from uh, Keaton Slovis to Jackson Dart? Uh, I think quite a bit, right? I would think a couple points, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Two or three? I, mean, I, I, love, the, I love the way the kid played against Washington State. And, you know, Slovis may not be fully healthy, too. Mm-hmm. you got to take that into account. So 
I don't really know. To me, with this USC quarterback situation kind of in limbo, I I, kind of, I pushed this game aside and said this is one I'll, I'll just try to handicap later in the week. Yeah. Now, the other news, too, by the way, and this isn't massive, and I don't think you had this on your radar, but it's worth telling the masses that uh, Luke Doty is going to start this weekend for South Carolina. So the grad, mm-hmm. the graduate assistant quarterback, uh, <laughs> the experiment was not really great. Um, but it looks like Shane Beamer is going to get his sophomore, Luke Doty, into the lineup. First start of the season did come in relief um, last week when Nolan, who is uh, that graduate assistant, got injured. So now it looks like you're, the future is here for South Carolina against Kentucky. Well, Shane Beamer's got to get his act together in a hurry. <laughs> did you see his? Uh, did you see his press conference after they uh, after I, they got smacked? I did see it. <laughs> they got five stars everywhere. What do you? What do you mean? What do you think happened? <laughs> it did uh, not go well. You, you can't get your teeth kicked in on a weekly basis in the SEC. The honeymoon phase ends quickly. Yep. By the way, keep an eye on this Kentucky team. You got a legit quarterback here, and. Uh, I was talking with Jimmy Ott of ESPN Radio and Baton Rouge about this. He loves this Kentucky team. So I think this is an interesting matchup this week. Speaking of Kentucky, I know uh, we don't have this on the rundown, but I love the quarterback at Western Kentucky, Bailey Zapp. That's one of the underdogs I'm on this week. I think Western Kentucky's live to knock off Indiana this week. Hoosiers in a flat spot. If you want to watch an entertaining game, I think this is on CBS Sports Network Saturday night. Indiana at Western Kentucky. This is a risky road game for a Big Ten team to take, especially when you're in a flat spot off that big loss against Cincinnati. Bailey Zapp for Western Kentucky, 859 yards, 74.7% completions, 10 mm-hmm. touchdowns, two picks, and uh, Western Kentucky off a bye after a three-point loss at Army. Uh, I think the Hilltoppers Live dogs in that game against the Hoosiers. Yeah, offense has been really solid. At least 35 points and blew out Tennessee Martin uh, as well in week one. Both games have gone over the total as a result, too. So nine points for Indiana on the road there. That's a big number, man. That's Indiana's going to be on upset alert. Don't you think that's a flat spot off the Cincy game? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say so, especially the way the Cincy game went. All right, on the other side, National Football League, we unveil it. It is time to do the numbers. We got two bad defenses to get to. They have been abhorrent. We'll tell you who it is and why. This is the Edge on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. <laughs> All right, welcome. It is the Edge here at VSN. Uh, reminder for you <laughs> to make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSN free trial today. Get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24/7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSN.com data and analysis. Get everything VSN has to offer for only 22 bucks a month. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. NBA season quickly approaching when you're getting awesome stories and articles, and I'm sending emails to get you guys ready to go. And Oh, yeah. Well, the last two days I've found out the Utah Jazz are going to have training camp at the Wynn in Las Vegas. Yes. And the Los, uh, Los Angeles Lakers are going to have like a three-day party in Vegas before camp. Whoa, team powwow, what? yeah. Yeah, we're going to work on basketball stuff. There's all business. I'm sure out here in Las Vegas. Can we get uh, can we get maybe LeBron or a couple of the guys in studio with uh, with your NBA connections? Do you I'll, think? Huh? I'll reach out to Rich. Okay. I sorry, Rich Paul. That's that's what I call him. So you know, just to just to clarify that one. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's do it tomorrow or next week. We're gonna have fancy stuff uh, to go along with this, but I'm excited. Uh, we have we're unveiling our new benchmark. We are calling this "Do the Numbers." Inspired by Wayne Larrabee, which we give the backstory next week when you actually get to hear the audio. Uh, but regardless, oh, we don't have the audio today. Uh, I mean, we have the audio, but we're television, Matt. So we got to make sure it all, it's all put together okay. nice and neat and with a cool little bow and hopefully pictures and whatnot. So what we're going to do here is uh, take a look at uh, some games with a really hardcore like analytical view on it, right? And what we took away from last week and how we apply it to the next week and what it means going forward. So um, we've got a, quite a few numbers to get through here. We're going to start with the Seattle Seahawks because, I, and I wrote about this in points for weekly humans where it's really important. Week one should not mean much in terms of whatever you believed in the preseason. Don't jump off of your priors after week one, right? Mm-hmm. Because week one, it tend to be a random event. And so I thought the Seahawks secondary was going to be kind of a nightmare coming into this season. They do relatively well against the Indianapolis Colts, but lo and behold, it finally pops up that they were awful against the Tennessee Titans. Colts, by the way, were without T Y Hilton. Yeah. And I, it's shorthanded in that game. So, 
<laughs> I, I think the Seahawks got a big break in that game, too. They did. Yeah. And so let's take a look at some of these numbers with the Seahawks secondary. So this is through two games now when the opposing quarterback is kept clean. No pressure whatsoever. Nice, clean pocket to operate from on traditional dropbacks. And these are some jarring numbers, right? And these are going to be a little bit higher because if a quarterback's not facing pressure, then you're going to be able to do what you want. But these are pretty alarming. When a quarterback is kept clean through two games, the completion percentage for those quarterbacks, which is Ryan Tannehill and Carson Wentz, 72.7% completion, over eight and a half yards per attempt, a BTT percentage, big time throw rate, which to give you the definition of what a big time throw is by PFF, a pass with excellent ball location and timing, generally thrown further down the field or into tighter windows, right? That's defined by pro football. When you say further down the field, what do you mean more than 10 yards down the field or why can a big time throw be five yards? A a, a big time throw can be from 10 to like 10 plus yards. It's got to be at least 10 yards. Yeah, at least judging by their metrics and looking at it, right? So 10 plus yards downfield. So a big time throw rate comes on 7.3% of opponent dropbacks as well. Turnover worthy play rate. They have yet to force a turnover worthy play at all. And touchdowns, they have given up two up to this point. Now, this is when quarterbacks are kept clean. Okay. Now you can get into it a little bit farther along, right? Because there's different ways to break this down when you look at it from the from the secondary standpoint, right? So let's take a look at another way to look at this on medium throws. So we're talking about throws 10 to 19 yards downfield for opposing quarterbacks against the Seahawks so far, humans. How about this? A 77.7 completion percentage. And this includes, by the way, dropbacks when you're pressured, whatever it is. It's just throws 10 to 19 yards downfield, mm-hmm. 77.7% completion, 11 yards per attempt, a big time throw rate of 11.1%. Again, not a single turnover worthy play forced and two touchdowns allowed. That's really troubling. Okay. So again, you have these two instances where when an opposing quarterback is kept clean, absolutely picking you apart. And just on medium throws, what they're called 10 to 19 yards downfield, you're getting absolutely destroyed. And this is what popped up in the last two games, which is, I think, even more troubling for them because Derrick Henry ran all over them. And on play action, Tannehill was great. And mm-hmm. if you go back, Carson Wentz, he had his highest grade on play action throws. How about this? On play action attempts, the Seattle Seahawks secondary giving up 85.7% completion rate, right? 11.1 yards per attempt. Again, a big time throw rate of 19%. And again, not a single turnover worthy play mm. forced. They haven't given up a touchdown on a play action attempt, but you're talking about, these are three different ways to look at this humans. And this is a Seahawks secondary that has been abysmal through these first two games and something we kind of thought was going to be the case coming into this year. Well, the best player in that Seahawks secondary is Jamal Adams. And he's more like a linebacker. He's a box safety pass rusher. Yeah. Like that's what he is. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's Seahawks secondary is nowhere near what it used to be, and it used to be the best in the NFL. And uh, I think the Seahawks defense kind of living off reputation for a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of betters uh, right now. But if you look at the numbers, this is nowhere near an elite defense. And I agree with you. I, I think that Kirk Cousins, yep. Dalvin Cook should be able to take advantage of the Seattle defense, exploit the weaknesses. And that's why I like one of the reasons why I like the Vikings as home dogs here, but you know, we've gotten some resistance on this play. I've yep. noticed some of those sharp guys on V Sen here in the past uh, day coming in on the Seahawks in this game and uh, the, a lot of action in the, uh, the betting market on the Seahawks. This number actually went up to two at a lot of books yesterday. Mm-hmm. Seahawks minus two. You and I thought uh, that the Vikings, uh, the favor might flip in this game and close Vikings minus one or one and a half, but there's been no indication yet. Yep, and, and to get and to add a little bit more to this too, because you mentioned it, Dalvin Cook, this running game is going to operate at a high level. We know that everything that the Vikings do based off of this running attack. Kirk Cousins just last week, for example, on play action, eight of nine, 122 yards, 13.6 yards per attempt. Sure. When kept clean, 8.8 yards per attempt. He was 21 to 26 for 230 and two touchdown passes. So again, if you're going to present these same situations to Kirk Cousins, he's going to be able to take advantage of it. Yeah, he's played really well. He's completing a high percentage of his passes. Dalvin Cook's got over 90 yards a game rushing. Uh, All these numbers, I think, point to a play on the Vikings. Yep. So, I mean, I I made the bet. I got Vikings plus one and a half. I'm with you. Kind of surprised to see the resistance in the market and the fact that it went up to two. But uh, we'll see if that is going to be the case. Remember, the market also got as high as six and a half for Seattle last week against Tennessee. So a market moving in a direction doesn't necessarily take you off of a certain side. With that, let's go to another. This is pretty big picture. And it might matter in this next matchup for the Kansas City Chiefs. But there's a troubling trend here for Kansas City, and it's not just this year. This actually extends now for a couple of years for Kansas City. Let's go through what we've seen from them defensively, especially against opposing running games through two weeks. You see a lot of 30s there. It's not very good at this Uh point. 
PFF grade in terms of run defense, 29.5. It's 32nd in the National Football League by a mile. How about yards per rush attempt? 6.03 yards every rush attempt. That is 32nd in the National Football League. Adjusted line yards per carry, a metric that Football Outsider has essentially you know, broken down uh, what your line allows. 5.19 yards per carry, 31st in the National Football League. And power success rate, which is runs on third or fourth down or goal-to-goal situations, two yards are in or two yards or fewer to get a first down. They're allowing conversions on 100% of those attempts, right? That's not really good. And they have only stuffed, <laughs> they have only stuffed opponent runs behind the line of scrimmage 13% of the time. And that's right. just through two games. So I think that's also two games against two pretty good running offenses. Though, when you talk about the Browns and the Ravens, right? And that's why I wanted to bring this up because if you and this is why I think this is troubling for Kansas City because that's a very fair point that Kansas City has taken on two of the more elite run offenses in the National Football League. Now these are still alarming numbers. I don't think you want to be that bad against them, but mm-hmm. it's still one of the better two of the better running attacks in the NFL. This is a Kansas City team that over the last five seasons, humans has not finished better than fifth in Football Outsiders' adjusted line yards metric. Like, this is a run defense that has been a problem for a while now. And then you look at some of the personnel changes, right? One of the things the Ravens did against them on Sunday, Chris Jones is playing the edge now. And Chris Jones is a pretty good pass rusher, but he's also not that fleet of foot. And they were just running options off of him left and right. Just, hey, you know what? you got to make a choice, bro. And they were destroying them on those. And I think while that helps with you a little bit with some of your pass rush up on the edge, all those things, Their interior defenders are not very good, and it leads to a really soft run defense that you're going to have the year going forward. Now, are they going to be this bad for the rest of the year? I don't know. I don't think so. But what makes you believe if they've had this issue over the last five seasons, they haven't done anything to add to the personnel in that regard, that they're going to be any better than, again, 25th this year? And they were also missing Tyron Matthew in the first Mm -hmm. week. So I think you have to take that into account because he's important in the run game, Uh, run defense, at least in uh, week one as well. But, yeah. I, I think it's been pretty obvious the past couple of years. The Chiefs have not been very good against the run. Mm-hmm. And actually, they had the worst defense in the NFL last year in terms of uh, red zone TD percentage. Yep. So there are a lot of problems with this KC defense. I think the question is, when you handicap this week's game, can Justin Herbert and the Chargers take advantage of that? And that's the thing. And maybe this is more of a big picture thing as you look at it. And by the way, the Chargers have had their own struggles defending the run, too. This is actually a matchup of two of the worst run defenses in the NFL going at it so Uh far through two weeks. But I think that's part of the question here is, do you then look at your opponent next week and think that the Chargers do have the capabilities with Austin Eckler and that defensive line to exacerbate this problem for the Kansas City Chiefs? I would say yes, but I don't think it's going to be that to that degree, right, where you're talking about six yards per attempt and just getting first downs on every other run attempt like the Chiefs or excuse me, like the Ravens did last weekend and like the uh, Cleveland Browns did a week prior. Six and a half of the spread there with a total of 54. Yeah, that's fair. I actually thought about playing the Chargers, but that seven disappeared. And uh, if I'm going to play the Chargers, i got to get the full seven. I'm not taking six and a half. What's the uh, Chiefs spread record in the last 13 games? One, 11, and one. Yep. Not very good. So that's, by the way, uh, this is going to be part of the Do the Numbers. It's also going to be built off of an article that I have every week in Points Spread Weekly. So check that out, vcin.com slash subscribe. In there, there's one more thing we didn't get to. Two quarterbacks to watch going forward, Josh Allen and Sam Darnold. Something interesting about those guys is the way they're playing. All right, on the other side, we get best bets. we got more college football. Don't go anywhere. It's the edge. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is The Edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. New feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. vcin is here to make you a smarter bettor year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Matt Humans is here. All right. Before we get to what we have planned here, which is a lot of fun, uh, best bets. So I'll just recap what I have. Haven't added anything yet. Um, was going to add a play on the Las Vegas Raiders because it's something I did bet, but the numbers moved to four, four and a half. So I'll hold off on that for the moment. But Vikings plus the one and a half against the Seattle Seahawks, tying into a conversation that we just had about the Seahawks secondary and that six point teaser Browns minus one and a half over the Bears. Vikings plus seven and a half at home against the Seattle Seahawks. Season record 4-4 four four there in the National Football League. Yeah, very surprising because now you could get the Browns minus one yeah. on that teaser. And uh, you, you could have grabbed the Vikings plus eight. But again, mm-hmm. that's just a uh, – I was a little bit – I was surprised yesterday that number moved to two on Seahawks. I'm not really sure why the Seahawks betting support showed up. Yeah, you know what? That's my fault. I, let me check the betting splits really quickly, and then uh, I probably should have done that. <laughs> All right, let's get, let's get to my best bets for uh, NFL Week 3. I'm playing the Patriots. We did the opening line show Sunday night, and uh, I bet the Patriots minus two and a half that night. I, I did not think this number should have been uh, less than three. And right now you look at the screen, it's pretty much uh, painted three at minus three even money. Uh, I, I was, I'll talk about it again. I think the Saints are in a very uh, tough scheduling spot. They've been away from home for almost a month because of the hurricane. They've had covid and injury issues uh, last week, they were caught in a flat spot, yes, and uh, no surprise to me that they uh, lost to the Panthers on the road. Jameis Winston, 111 yards passing, picked off a couple of times, sacked four times. Very different situation than the previous week against the Packers. I think you're catching uh, the Saints at a good time here because of the travel they've had for the past month, the mounting injuries on defense, and the uh, you know, their offensive line's not playing at a high level right now either, and that's uh, partly because of injuries. And uh, they haven't been able to run the ball. So the Patriots, Bill Belichick trying to avoid back-to-back home losses. I, th- I give the Patriots an edge in almost every area in this matchup, and I'm surprised you can grab, still grab the Patriots at minus three even money. Uh, Rams plus one over the Buccaneers. And JVT, I think you like the Rams here too, but uh, it seems like a lot of people coming in on the Bucks. Again, we're getting a lot of betting support on the Bucks showing up in the market. This was Pickham or Rams minus one Sunday night. Now it's shifted to uh, Buccaneers minus one or one and a half at uh, most spots. So uh, uh, Bucks getting a lot of support. I like the Rams. I think they can exploit that Tampa Bay secondary. And uh, Vikings plus one and a half over the Seahawks for all the reasons uh, we have talked about. Patriots, Rams. Vikings on my card so far, and uh, I've got a couple to add to that this week. I'm probably going to play the Packers. I should have grabbed the four Monday night. Didn't do it. College football best bets uh, for this week. Off the uh, off my best week of the year. Notre Dame plus six over Wisconsin. Nice. Western Michigan minus three over San Jose. Western Kentucky plus nine over Indiana. Stanford plus six over UCLA. Uh, by the way, that number has dropped again. Stanford yeah. bounced from four to six, back to four. Uh, I really don't. I, I made this number two and a half. I think UCLA should be less than a field goal favorite 
in this spot. By the way, Stanford's won 12 of the last 13 in this rivalry. And UCLA off a crushing loss Saturday night to uh, Fresno. First home game for Stanford with fans since 2019. Stanford Steve of ESPN is going to be on with us tomorrow to talk a little bit about this uh, Pac-12 matchup and his best bets in college football. But I've got Notre Dame plus six, Western Michigan minus three, Western Kentucky plus nine, Stanford plus the points, and Arkansas plus six over Texas A&M. And I like Arkansas to win that game straight up against the Aggies, who have played uh, three cupcakes so far. And now we're going to face a uh, physical, tough running offense that Sam Pittman, Sam Pittman has built in the SEC. You know what? There are two teams seriously on the rise in the SEC, Arkansas and Ole Miss. Don't yeah. be surprised if Ole Miss beats Alabama in two weeks. Wow. You calling the shot? I, I seriously think there's a good chance Alabama is going to get upset by Ole Miss. They were going toe-to-toe with them last year for, what, three into, quarters? Into the fourth quarter. Into quarter, yep. the fourth quarter, then got blown out in the fourth. And that was, was, by the way, that was Lane Kiffin for some reason said he could field goal in a game, which is just back and forth right. touchdowns, and it kind of spirals from there. But, yeah, you're right. I like this, that Ole Miss uh, team. This Alabama team's not as good as last year's, and this Ole Miss team is better than it was last year. And I think uh, there's, a, there's a good chance the Rebels pull the upset over the Tide. In two weeks, but Arkansas and Ole Miss are teams, two teams before the season. I said, uh, we're going to be on my radar as far as teams to bet. We're going to be, you're going to find some value. I think you're going to start to lose the value in those teams now because everybody's going to realize how legit the Razorbacks and the Rebels are. Uh, Well, uh, Matt Corral, for example, now the Heisman favorite, right? Yeah, Matt Corral and Bryce Young, the two Heisman favorites, are going to meet in that game in two weeks. And uh, Corral has gone from about 30-1 to one to 3-1 to one in the Heisman race. Who would you say, because Corral's a, a very dynamic athlete, who, the better athlete, Matt Corral or Conor McGregor? I'm going to go with Matt Corral. Uh, I'm not, he's not going to be the better fighter, but he's going to be the better football player. And uh, he's definitely the better athlete. He's he's got a better throwing motion. You see, by the way, that, those are the eyes that we're referring to. Those are at BetMGM. Matt Corral plus two ten. Uh, now your favorite, just ahead of Bryce Young. You know, my my issue here when you look at the Heisman list, yeah. Beyond those top two guys, who has a chance to win this thing? My my option was going to be. Um, I, I actually I don't even really know. <laughs> I think if you're because I don't even think Bryce Young is really that much. Like no, but he's the Alabama cracks, quarterback, right. so he's got to be up there. C.J. Stroud, no. Do you, go, Rattler, do you go C.J. Verdell? No, I can't. No? No. If he's going to, you know, rush Very, for a good chunk and give, give me like, you know, 20 touchdowns, something like that. It's not gonna, he's yeah. just not going to get the betting support. No, well, he's not a quarterback either. Or the voting support. It's so. just like yeah, MVP, right? right? right. The, the Heisman has become best quarterback award as opposed to that. Maybe Sam Howell. He can rack up some numbers in the ACC. All right, so I bring up Conor McGregor Sam for a Howell. very good reason. <laughs> Sam Howell took a loss in his first game. I, that's that's tough to overcome. Spencer mm-hmm. Rattler has been a big disappointment. Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, I rewatched the Nebraska game this morning. Yeah. Oklahoma, like, wait, like every time I watch Rattler, I am more, less and less and like mm-hmm. impressed with the way that offense runs with him pulling the trigger. I think it was the uh, the ESPN show I watched a couple weeks ago. Joey Galloway comes. Up, they they talked about their locks of the weekend, yeah. or whatever. Lock it up. And Galloway came on, and he, he called Spencer Rattler the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman. First of all, you got to understand what odds-on means. That's a minus price. Yeah, uh, He was never a minus price to win the Heisman, so get your uh, sports betting lingo correct. Spencer Rattler was not never odds-on. He was the favorite. He was not an odds-on favorite. And uh, Spencer Rattler now at 18-1. to 1. That shows you how far he's fallen in the first few weeks. And uh, I wouldn't want to touch it either. What? 18 to 1. You need I, to give me more than 18 to 1. I didn't even think he should have been the favorite coming into the season because I've always felt like Spencer Rattler, at least since last season, I felt like he was very overrated. Yep. And, you know, you, you hear a lot of people talking about, well, he's going to be the first pick in the NFL draft. I don't know that. Not if I'm drafting. <laughs> I, I, I don't know who's taking him number one. So. Carson Strong. Um, all right, let's get to this in our last couple of minutes here. So I mentioned Conor McGregor for a reason, making headlines, a dynamic athlete. We've seen it multiple times, uh, including uh, a uh, Santos. Thumbs up, thumbs down. No sound, right? We're just going to play this. All right. So let's let's play this. Humans loves first pitches. Here's Conor McGregor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. So he's throwing lefty. He's, he's wearing a, a sport coat. Yeah. Here, here's, a, here's a tip. Take off your sport coat before you go out to throw the first pitch. Well, oh boy, that's may, bad. That's twenty feet wide, of, like sidearm, uh, wide right of a home plate. Now, this, <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah, if you if you follow Conor McGregor, <laughs> and if terrible. you follow mixed martial arts, uh-huh. this should not be surprising to you. We this is now the third instance in which we have seen 
Conor McGregor throw something, okay? We saw him at the Dallas Cowboys game throwing throwing a football throwing around. Football. He was awful. That was awful. It was and, not as bad as this. And then there was the press conference at which he was chucking monsters uh, at, I don't remember who, uh, but there was that kerfuffle where he was throwing monsters and cans and bottles of water. Not a dynamic thrower no, no. of really anything. No, no accuracy, no strength in that arm, uh, that throwing arm. Uh, by the way, it's a fourth instance because he threw up a three-point shot at the Knicks game. Oh, yeah. That's the, that? He went the, the Joakim Noah. The, he, two, the two-handed, <laughs> and he banked it in. He thought it was a great shot because he banked it in. Remember? Very true. Yes, that's a good That's a good callback. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Uh, yeah, Conor McGregor not going to. And it also points out, man, like, he's, he's look, he's an athlete. He's a combat. So he's very uh-huh. one of the better ones. But, uh, you know, hand-eye coordination and the ability to throw accurately is its not just athleticism. It takes some hand-eye coordination that <laughs> Conor McGregor clearly does not have. By the way, really quickly. Oh, I, by the way, yeah. Wes Reynolds tweeted out that he made 50 Cent look like uh, Nolan Ryan or something yeah. like that, whatever it was. I, I still think 50 Cent's first pitch was worse. Yeah, it was a hard slider, like a really hard slider. <laughs> <laughs> it just barely came out of his hand, and it was straight to the left. I'm... I, I, I still think 50 cents is worse. Do you? Yeah. I mean, there's also Carly Ray Jepsen. You got to watch that one. That's pretty bad. I too. never saw that one. Uh, I'll show it to you after the show. Uh, but just a quick note, too. It's worth mentioning that to so UFC 266 this weekend. Some interesting news today. Nick D has requested a weight class change in his fight with Waller. He wants to go from welterweight to middleweight. I don't think Nick Diaz is going to make weight. No. <laughs> a good write up by uh, Gamalu this week in Point Spread Weekly on the UFC 266 card. Alexander Volkanovsky against Brian Ortega. I'm actually hyped up for this card. This is going to be a really good card. And Lou does a great job uh, scouting that in uh, PSW this week. We're all done. We'll see you tomorrow here on The Edge. My guy's coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.